We haven't we haven't done Nazis yet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So That's a good intro, actually. We haven't done Nazis. We haven't done Nazis yet. yet. Well, all right. Welcome I mean, to the glass rod. I mean, we might. Oh shit. Okay, it didn't lock for a second. I thought. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joel. Who are you? I'm Jeremy still, somehow. And uh, this week we have our very first guest host, uh, my good friend Carl San Martino. You gonna say anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, say hi. Hey, thanks thanks for having me here. Great, great to have you. Um, Carl and I go way back. We were buddies in law school, so Carl came to us because he also has an interest in tearing down the shit-filled edifice that is Rodney Glassman, because Carl went to law school with Rodney. Uh, You might know Carl from his billboards around town. He is the number one attorney in charge of zoo law. So if you have a zoo law issue, Carl's your man. Mostly bird law, but zoo law (laughs) is close. Yeah, and that's not actually far off. Uh, To tell you the truth, I can tell you that story later, but... I wanted to thank you both uh, for A, doing the Lord's work, and B, having me here. You, you joke on some of your, your podcasts about you know people thinking, oh, this is, this is not worth your time. Why are you doing this? And my question always has been, why is this not bigger? We need a bigger budget. We need to reach more people. And as a token of my appreciation, I have brought gifts. Ooh, Ooh this yeah. is a first for the glass run. I brought first gifts. guest host, and we get and gifts. gifts. For you, wow. and for you, Joel, and for Jeremy. Joel, you go first. Do we Open do a live up. unwrapping? Yeah, live oh, unwrapping. This is right. so sweet. I, I didn't, so the audience at home knows, in case my mic kind of volumes go in and out, I brought, a, we, I had to chain together different audio mics, and I didn't bring a stand for my mic like an idiot, so I'm holding it as I'm opening this gift. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. So what do you got? Because this is audio, I'm going to have to really uh, try to explain how wonderful this gift is. This is a, what do you call it, like a a card, like a sports card. It's a hockey card. A hockey card. It's a hockey card, like a professional baseball card, but it's a hockey card. It's from the Arizona Ice Cats, and it is none other than Rodney fucking Glassman sophomore defensive man hometown fresno california i am not exaggerating this is going to have a place of honor in every home i ever live in i thought you might want to display it this is rodney glassman's ice hockey card i have the czar of hockey's ice hockey card that's pretty good that's amazing um i can't deface it because i like it too much (laughs) well you know there's also a 98 edition which i did not pick up uh, but you know, I, I've got a relationship with the guy who's got these. I don't know how many more. You got there. you got a special wire in a Rodney Glassman. Exactly, he's sports got, paraphernalia he's market. <laughs> it's only going to go up in value. It is. It is. It'll, it'll go up cents on the dollar every there, year. There are several things about this card that are fascinating to me. First off, his listed height is six foot seven. Rodney Glassman is not six foot. I mean, seven. everyone looks six foot seven to me. So yeah. I, have, I don't have a hard time. R- Rodney's that. tall. He's probably six three, six four. Six seven is a stretch. And second of all, what I really enjoy is uh, they made sure to remind you that his major was agriculture and economics, which, you know, it's, it's true. If there's one thing he's good at, it's exploiting agriculture through economics. That's exactly exactly true. So what's your uh, what's your Mine gift? is actually, and thank you, Carl, this is amazing. So this is actually something that is, is sort of apocryphal to me. I, I've heard stories that this exists. This is the first time I've seen him. It's Rodney Glassman's Arizona for the Holidays, wow. featuring the Tucson, Arizona Boy Chorus and Aww. the Sons of Orpheus. This was actually something that was made back when, I, I don't even remember when this would have come out, but um, as a, it was some sort of charity thing or something like that, I remember. What's it? What a great Yeah, gift. it's for uh, Tunedito, I think. Yeah, yeah, Tunedito, that's what it was for, yeah. So yeah, I've heard of this before, I've never actually seen a copy, I don't think I've heard any of the music off of it. Um, so I am super excited to listen to this. Not only do we have our first guest host, but we have gifts for the first yes. time ever. Yes, Carl, why, so maybe you should start off by telling our audience, and by audience I mean the three of us who are going to be the ones listening to this. Right. Um, why do you want to be a guest host on The Glass Rod? Let, let me ask the question that all of our audience members ask us, and it's the question, again, that we ask ourselves. Don't you have anything better to do? Uh, this is the only thing that I have to do and the only thing that I want to do. 
because Rodney Glassman immediately upon meeting him is both knowable and unknowable at the same time. Ah, he's, he's the sphinx of Arizona politics. That, or I was thinking on my way over here, what, what could I compare him to? And I would say if, if you took the, uh, if you took the, the personnel department, the human resources department of uh, the corporate, um, the PR department, uh-huh. the corporate PR department of Pizza Hut, and made that into a human being. <laughs> that would be Rodney Glassman. I like he's, he's the dystopian HR rep for the entire evil galactic empire. Correct. That, that's the only way I can describe him. So uh, I, I, I met him, and, and, and I'll tell you this, this is the only time, this is the only thing that I have to say about the man, but I was standing outside of the law school building in like our second year or first year of law school, or it must've been second or third year because he was a year behind us. I'm standing there and just minding my own business and this hulking person comes out of the building. Was he perhaps seven, six foot seven, 240 pounds? Something like hometown that. Hometown Fresno, California. <laughs> I don't know whether he was on skate. He was not was on Was he skates. on ice skates? He was not on ice Damn skates. Damn it, I would like him so much better if he showed up in law school on fucking ice skates. And he, and he, and in retrospect, if Rodney had rollerbladed all the time, oh my God. he would have endeared himself so much more. So much better of a person. I think that would have been a good look for him. Uh, adding to his prodigious height. <laughs> so he comes out of the building, he's with another person, he, he like put, he's all in a rush, he's smiling, he's happy. He puts his stuff down and just apropos of nothing, he belts out uh, something like, Television Mundial Espectacular! And I look over at him like, what on earth are you talking about? And he turns to his friend and he says, that's my Mexican television announcer voice. And I think to myself, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. First of all, you're performing for someone who has not asked for it. You're performing something stupid and perhaps a little bit racist. I think you just encapsulated his entire political career. Yeah, I mean the in singing. Those, in those three points. The loving to hear his own voice, yep. right? And not being anything that anybody asked for or wanted. Right, and as we've seen this last campaign and since Trump took office, the little bit racist has become a lot bit racist. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Well, it's great to have you here, Carl. Uh, let's go right into the Rod Report. The Rod Report. And this is, uh, since Carl is here today, we are letting him take the lead. For those of you that have forgotten, the Rod Report is where we cover the latest and greatest in Rodney Glassman's campaign. Uh, whether it be being endorsed by a Nazi, whether it be misspelling the one of the major cities that he went to college in uh what what other great things has he done uh sexy gun picks we talked off mic about sexy gun picks yep uh so yeah so what jesus christ what this week carl carl and we're and before carl gets into it you know jeremy and i are in this cold carl is surprising us with this year yes this week's rod report i have not discussed any of my material can't wait so uh i you know love what you guys have been doing to expose Rodney Glassman. And I thought, you know, we need to fill this in a little bit more. Uh, you know, there are things that aficionados of Rodney know about that I think just come as second nature to us. When we when we see them, we're like, oh, there's Rodney doing that again. Or that that's pretty obvious about Rodney. But to those uh, people who are not into the deep cuts, I think that they need to go and experience some of this in, in a more on a more granular level. So what you're taking us from is the welcome to the jungle cut all the way down into like Chinese democracy cuts. Yes. Got it. Absolutely. So I, I wanted to start with a, with a story about one of my favorite comic strips of all time. Uh, best political comic strip of all time. Uh, Bloom County. Oh, I love Bloom County. Bloom County. I, I, I'm not a fan since it restarted. Side note, but I, the, the original I adored. 80s politics, I learned the from best, Bloom County. The best. Yeah. And, and so Milo Bloom is a character in the strip. He's the ego character of sorts. Uh, he's talking in this particular strip to Opus the Penguin, who's the id character of the strip. And they're talking on a hill, uh, and Milo is musing to Opus. It's all in one's name somehow, one's destiny. I mean, ever notice how people live up or down <laughs> to the names they're born with? Would John Kennedy be John Kennedy if he'd been born Mortimer Diphthong? Would Florence Nightingale have been a hit as Lulu McAdoo? (laughs) Ernest Hemingway, Mick Jagger, Thomas Jefferson, these people just wouldn't have made it as Biff Turkle. 
<laughs> yep, it's cosmically ordained. A guy's name can either promote him or doom him. I feel yeah. like Rodney would have made it as Biff Turkle. I think, I, think, I think Biff Turkle is Rodney's alter ego. Well, I mean, Rodney is definitely Biff from Back to the Future. That's true. Incarnate. That's so. true. It, it, Opus takes a moment of reflection on this in, 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 as Milo walks down the hill and he turns back uh, to, and shouts down to Milo, me and Rodney Glassman are going to beat this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, in the strip, it's Casper Weinberger, but I didn't think that Ronald Reagan's defense secretary was necessarily germane to this. But uh, I mean, I could see Rodney selling missiles to Iran in exchange for money to fund the Contras to launch a genocidal war in Central America. Indeed, he may have. So I'm not sure that the Casper Weinberger, Rodney Glassman analogy is that far-fetched. I I'm going to argue against that because <laughs> the one thing about the Iran-Contra scandal that's impressive is really the intricacy of it and the number of moving parts and how it all had to be coordinated and the various shadow ways the administration used to try to hide the funds and, and the sales. Ronnie Glassman is incapable of any of that. So like Counter to your counter, as we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, given his fundraising numbers, and now that there is precisely one Democrat left running oh, for Jesus, Attorney General, he is apparently the front runner for next attorney general of Arizona. So his duplicity and ability to manipulate time and space to his advantage appears to be greater than you're giving him credit for. I'm pretty sure he's just shouting into a, a <laughs> mic how much he loves Trump every chance he gets. That's true. That's counter true. to the counter to the counter. And, it will get, <laughs> and we'll get to that. Rodney's finagling and worm-like insistence on finding a way into Arizona politics, I think, comes up again and again and again in his history. It's true. It's so. true. And, he, and his genius is sinking always to the lowest common denominator. I mean, he, he does have a particular talent for shamelessly embracing the absolute lowest of the low and the basest of the base. And it's incredible, maybe not given the wide scope of history, how far you can get in this country and in this state if you are completely shameless and have no scruples whatsoever. Arizona politics. Arizona politics, you know, the settling, the conquest of the West. Yeah, take your pick. So, you know, Rodney Glassman, before I knew him, hearing him say that, I would have known that his name was Rodney Glassman or Biff Turkle <laughs> Biff or Turkle. Lula Mack. I like, I like so Biff Turkle. How do you get a measure of a man? You know, I think uh, there's a lot in a name, but also in what other people say about him. True. So I wanted to ask you both if you take a journey along with me. Absolutely. With some Rodney Glassman quotes multiple choice. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm in. Oh, I'm I in. am so down for I'm this. In. So who said the following about Rodney Glassman? Rodney would not be a help but a liability. A, his father, Robert <laughs> B, U.S. Representative Raul Grijalva. C, Tucson City Council Member Steve Kazachik. Or D, the Dark Lord Satan. Ooh, uh, I got to go with, ooh, but a liability. I mean, his dad is a great choice. Uh, I'm going to go, that sounds pedantic enough to be a Steve Kazachik quote. I'm going A, his dad, and I actually think I know when his dad said it, which was when his dad gave the toast at his wedding. So I'm almost positive. <laughs> a, dad, Rodney would not be a help but a liability is the correct answer. Actually, uh, Raul Grijalva. But good, good justification. That, that is a Steve Kazachik uh, quote through and through. Uh, but Raul Grijalva said it in 2002 when answering questions about Rodney's role in Grijalva's campaign for U.S. representative and Grijalva's acceptance of donations from Rodney's father, a notorious adversary of farm workers in the San Joaquin Valley. Yeah, yeah. Rodney's dad uh, is all about poisoning the farmland, underpaying and exploiting immigrant labor and making sure that that he can salt the earth with as much blood capital as he possibly um, can. I'm sorry, I think you have forgotten that Rodney majored in agriculture. <laughs> it says so on the car. Right on the car. It's I mean, Joel, come on. <laughs> You're right. I mean, it's in print. Yeah. It is on the Ice Cats card. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying Joel Feynman hates the Arizona Ice Cats, but just, I mean, apparently. <laughs> the only takeaway here. So who said this about Rodney Glassman? He's the only person I have ever thrown out of my office. A, former Tucson City Council member Carol West. B, America's Sheriff Joe Arpaio. C, former Vice Mayor of Cave Creek 
Adam Trank, or D, Tucson brothel owner and Church of Liberty minister John LeBoy. Is Adam Trank related to Lulu McAdoo? Adam Trank is a good one, right? These people run That's in That's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel Adam Trank got as far as the name Adam Trank would take him. Yeah, I don't think the vice mayor of Cave Creek throws anybody out of his office because he's just so ecstatic to have somebody in his office. Well, you know how Rodney loves vice mayors. He does love <laughs> vice mayors. Being a vice mayor himself at one time. Uh, which I, he, I, which believe, I believe he created that office for himself, didn't he? It's possible it's just I mayor. believe he went around Tucson telling people he was vice mayor when there was no such thing as vice mayor. Uh, all right, so... So you got uh, former city council member Carol West, right. Joe Arpaio, Adam Trank, or Tucson brothel owner and Church of Liberty minister, John LaVoy. Well, uh, Rodney's white, so Joe Arpaio's not throwing him out of his office. So I'm going with uh, Carol West. And that's, that's correct. She said this about Rodney in 2000 regarding Rodney's obnoxious behavior in attempting to get the city of Tucson to buy yes. Rodney's failing ice skating rink. Yes, because, you know, as Rodney, a good conservative Republican capitalist, knows... The way the economy is supposed to work is getting the government to buy out your failing business. Right. That was built on top of a municipal garbage dump. Right. Which I think is a great metaphor for Rodney's soul. Um, yet again, <laughs> built on top of a municipal garbage dump. Yet again, Rodney Glassman loves ice. <laughs> we, it says so on we the card. Keep going, the, it's like this car. You guys need to pay attention to this car, okay? Jeez. Oh. So, uh, what? Lastly, last question: What position did Rodney vacate in order to prompt the following quote in regards to his successor? Quote: As his first order of business, I asked him to bring calm to the staff, and he proceeded to do just that, which was the best thing for me to hear. Staff is more relaxed and at ease; their mood has changed substantially. Uh, is it A. Tucson City Council member and vice mayor of the city of Tucson? Uh, <laughs> I actually didn't list. Uh, yeah, it was that the position. Tucson City Council member and vice mayor of the city of Tucson. B, interim town manager for the town of Cave Creek. C, chief operating officer of the Gateway Ice Center. Or D, cat wrangler at the Church of Liberty in Handjob Emporium. <laughs> Ooh. We gotta, I didn't know that they were giving out handjobs. Yeah, I'd be a much more frequent attendee at the Church of Liberty if I'd have known that. But anyway, I think it's your turn. I think we need to record our next podcast from the Church of Liberty. I think, we need, I think we need to do a field report. Yeah, I think it's really the only fair thing. Uh, it sounds... I'm going to go with Cave Creek because we, we haven't hit on his tenure in Cave Creek yet. So, Oh, get ready. You're right. Interim town manager, town of Cave Creek, Rodney was appointed to this position by his friend, Adam Trank. Oh, Adam Trank of the Lulu McAdoo clan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Adam Trank, uh, another lawyer from Phoenix, good friends with Rodney, only won his seat on the Cave Creek Town Council by virtue of a random draw from a deck of cards. There was an article about it in the New York Times about how Arizona has a provision in its constitution for deciding electoral ties with games of chance. And Adam Trank had to use it. And he drew better than some other schmuck. Maybe Lulu McAdoo. Rodney Glassman and Adam Trank sit around and look at Matt Gates in Florida and dream they could be that sophisticated in their immorality and corruption. Like, that's who they're trying to fucking pattern themselves off of. There's a lot to like there. I, I, I mean... It, it, Shoot for the stars, because even if you fall short, you know, you end up on the moon. Also, I'd like to point out that I now have a second thing I love about Arizona's uh, uh, legal framework, in addition to the fact that we don't go on daylight savings time, is the fact that that's how we decide we draw cards. Don't change that ever. Well, it, it could be game of chance, so it could be dice. It could be it could be a game of poker. It could it could be anything. Hey, it worked in 1876 when we were selecting mine inspector. Why not 2022? I, if you had quizzed me on the way we resolve electoral ties, I would have assumed a duel. I would have got go with duel. <laughs> I definitely go with duel. So Adam Trank's illustrious uh, tenure as uh, vice mayor and uh, town council member ended. Uh, a few years later, when he and the other three town council members who voted to fire the town manager and hire Glassman were recalled. As a result, 
of hiring Rodney Glassman. A brilliant idea to hire Rodney fucking Glassman. Because Rodney had a six-month appointment as interim town manager, and his only job that he was tasked with was to find his replacement, the actual town manager of the town of uh, Cave Creek, and he failed. He, he couldn't do that. Said the Sonoran News, which bills itself as the conservative voice of Arizona in 2017. When council voted four to three to extend Glassman's contract, then councilman Ernie Bunch, who was one of the three dissenting votes, stated, Ernie Bunch, <laughs> we told the citizens of Cave Creek we'd have a new town manager in six months. This speaks to a non-performance bonus. Which is Rodney. That's right up Rodney's alley. A non-performance uh, bonus. Ernie Bunch is related to Kurt Blatsky. <laughs> Do you, do you guys, do you, have you ever seen the meme? It was floating around a while ago. It was a screen cap from an old uh, Japanese uh, sports game. It, it's baseball or something like that, an NES game. Uh, old Nintendo Entertainment System game. And in this game, oh, I noticed my mic dropped a little bit. Sorry, guys. In this game, at some point, some Japanese person was tasked with making fictional American names. And it's things like, like, Lorge McGonadal and like <laughs> stuff like that. Every I like Lorge McGonadal. Yeah, every name we're discussing so far in the Cave Creek political sphere sounds like one of the made-up roster uh, names from some Japanese person that kind of is somewhat familiar with American. And it makes sense that they're all friends with Rodney fucking Glassman. <laughs> and and sorry, Cave Creek. I mean, I apologize to Cave Creek, which is probably a fine little place, but the scourge of Rodney Glassman came to you, and now you're tainted. Right? It is incredible how he does move around. The state you know first he was the plague of tucson then he was the plague of cave creek then it was maricopa county and phoenix and now he's really going statewide what's also truly impressive we talked about the you know rodney killing off the firstborn in episode five but episode six i mean i think he's taking pharaoh's plagues and really expanding the reach as far as they can go he is biblical in the harm he can Uh, alexandrian almost Yeah. yeah yeah Uh, now that it's a, essentially a foregone conclusion that he will be our next uh, attorney general in the state, I am super excited for the state as a whole to experience the wake of devastation that is Rodney Glassman. <laughs> because honestly, it, he'll be closing the Red Seas behind him right? on the rest of us. <laughs> Drowning. <laughs> exactly. But, but Rodney Glassman, if Rodney Glassman were Moses, what he would have done is the second he got to the other bank of the, the Red Sea, he would have just flooded everybody <laughs> and then declared himself king. Look at all this mana I have to myself now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how are we ever going to be able to survive all this time in the desert? Uh, well, eh? <laughs> got plenty to eat now that I drown everybody. Hey. Come back to the card. Agriculture, my friend. What would he have done? He, he would have farmed that fertile valley. Actually, speaking right? of this, speaking of this ice hockey card, who starts playing ice hockey when they're raised in Fresno, California? I have no idea how the hockey what? bug. How does the hockey thing get in this diseased man's brain? Oh. Uh, I'm going to guess because there was a very successful ice rink in Fresno, California, unlike the one that Rodney Glassman ran. Oh, there is a very successful mm-hmm. Gateway Ice Center in mm-hmm. Fresno, California that was also suggested to the people of Fresno should be bought by the the uh, city. Oh, interesting. And uh, it's it's owned by none other than Robert Glassman. Robert Glassman. Yeah. So that makes sense. I don't know where Robert got the hockey bug, but he loves it. Um. I mean, I would assume his heart is as cold as ice, much like his son's. So it makes sense that they would spend their days just on razor-sharp skates cutting through ice trying to fucking hurt children with hockey sticks. Also, in... Because that's how hockey works, right? That's, pretty much. Okay, that's, that's the idea. Yeah. Also, when you, when you grew up in the, um, the, the, the northern states or Canada, hockey is in your blood. It's, it's part of the culture. Down here, most of the time, if somebody's going to start playing hockey, there, there's a reason. And there's a lot of reasons why people would pick up hockey. Uh, I am convinced the reason why somebody in Fresno, California would pick up hockey is it's the one sport where minorities are least present on the ice. Oh, that makes sense. That's it's where Rodney doesn't have to deal with a bunch of Hispanics kicking his ass up and down the yep. fucking football field and basketball court and baseball court. Yep. Instead, just a bunch of white people kicking his ass up and down. <laughs> a bunch of white people fucking throwing ice in his face. Much like his political career until now. 
I've seen a few clips. He was mostly a thug on the rink. And I tried calling Leo Golomieski, the longtime owner of the Now, Golomieski? Golombieski. 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 A good Polish name. I had a teacher growing up named Golombieski. Is he any relation to Leon Bloop? Leon Bloop. Leo Golombieski was a longtime owner of the Ice Cats. It was actually an independent trademark, and uh, they were an amateur team for a long time. Uh-huh. So I tried calling him to see whether he had any footage. I, I imagine he's got an archive of tapes from those teams. Oh, that would be great. And I'm trying to, you know, for a future broadcast, I'm trying to get in touch with him and get, because he owns the rights. You know what There's I like no about University of Arizona issue. You know what I like about Carl as a co-host? Huh? Research. Research. Something that you Actual and I actual effort. And he's something that you and I are very, very no, poor yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo didn't return my call though. So uh, this this next little bit about Rodney, I, I have titled "Seeking Arrangement." Rodney Glassman <laughs> seeking arrangement. Oh, God. Joel knows what I'm talking about. Oh, Jesus Joel, you're a degenerate. That Jeremy didn't react means that he's a normal person, <laughs> and it shows that you're a weirdo just like me. I'm glad that I still know that about you. All right. Uh, hasn't his entire career been seeking arrangements? It has. And, 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 and we've been the babies. Well, <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. The rod was a tingling recently with the news that Alistair Adele had vacated her position as yeah. Maricopa County yeah. Attorney because there is nothing that the rod loves more than a vacated political seat. Uh, back in 2002, Raul Grijalva vacates the Pima County Board of Supervisors That's seat right. to run for U.S. Representative. Rodney immediately tries to finagle an appointment to that seat, even though he doesn't live in the correct district. Right. And he offers to move to one of his father's rental properties so that he can actually establish residency in the correct district. It was so nice of the slumlord to volunteer to fucking move down the block. Right. So he seeks appointment to the Pima County Board of Supervisors in 2002. Doesn't happen. Nobody that, appoints uh, him. Richard Elias, by the way. That was, uh, that, was Rich, that was Richard Elias, yep. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I, I can see where they would have decided to go in the opposite direction of <laughs> right. a super progressive workers' rights person and go with the person that, you know, probably <laughs> killed farm workers at some what point. What is the opposite of Rodney Glassman? Elias, let's yeah, go. Let's, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yep. So thank you, Rodney. I mean, I guess... Uh, and then after a failed run for U.S. Senate in 2010, Rodney is, as we discussed, appointed interim town manager for the town of Creek, Cave Creek in 2013. That's another appointment. Didn't have, Although that is just a job. It's not something that would be elected still. Rodney loves being appointed to things. Yeah, but so if I can interrupt for a second and ask you both a question, because we've all been between jobs. We've all been down on our luck. You know, I... Remember uh, the jobs I got fired from, you know, we've all had our ups and downs career-wise. I'm trying to think back to the lowest of the low that I was at professionally. And even then, if somebody had picked up the phone and said, hey, Joel, do you want to be interim town manager of Cave Creek, Arizona? I would have said, why do you fucking hate me so much? Who wants that job? Well, let alone fucking seeks to politic his way into that job and again this is why he only can look up at the bright shining star that is matt gates is that he what did he think that was a launching point right exactly Exactly. where did he think he was going from exactly i mean people don't realize this but woodrow wilson before he created the League of Nations, got his start as interim manager interim. of the town of Cape Creek. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's a launching pad. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm just, for giggles, while we're finishing this up, I'm just going to see if there's any list on the Cape Creek website of prior town managers so we can see just on the off chance. Oh, my God. Well, Bloop Turkle is definitely on there. <laughs> then... Okay, so undeterred, well, actually, and probably emboldened by his appointment as town manager after a failed, another failed uh, campaign, 2018 right. Arizona right. Corporation Commission. Right. Rodney begins his campaign for Maricopa County Assessor in 2019. Uh, right? That was the flourishing of the ass man, the heir of the ass man. It was a, a, a banner time yeah. in Rodney Glassman's history. Literally, ass man banners. <laughs> right. And, and this being Arizona, as we discussed, the Maricopa County Assessor Paul Peterson at that time is indicted yeah, stand for up, stand up guy. selling Marshallese babies yes. uh, and is at risk of losing his position. So, of course, Rodney, after hearing this news, asks himself the question any normal human being would. How can I benefit from, from the, the sale sell- of, of refugee children? babies? Yeah. How yeah. can this benefit <laughs> me? 
what can I do to get something out of this? Oh, that's actually, hold on, that's actually a really good point that Carl raises, Jeremy, because I don't think we've really wrestled with this. We've never talked about that, because I forgot he tried to get that appointment. Oh, yeah. And that was his first thought when he read about somebody potentially going to prison for selling children. You're absolutely right. His first thought was, how can this benefit my political career? Absolutely. Which is fucking worse arguably than the guy who actually sold the children because that guy at least made money off of it <laughs> rodney didn't even make money off the children he just thought how can i exploit this situation for the sake of my own ego right oh god i hate this movie. and he wasn't handing He's the babies shit. over to needy mormon families right. with you know right. uh, designs on adopting the children which probably was a decently worked out oh, aside god. from the cultural genocide right 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 aside from but that. you know aside aside from from that pesky cultural genocide you know and probably okay for health safety and welfare wise sure i mean sure. Uh, aside from the cultural genocide on a welfare standpoint uh, but no, Rodney didn't make money. Actually, he lost money because what he did was he immediately hosted a fundraiser for Maricopa County Supervisor Jack Sellers, one of the people who would vote to appoint the new assessor should the seat be vacated before the election right. in 2020. Uh, unfortunately for Rodney, the, the gambit didn't work. The Board of Supervisors appointed Eddie Cook, who went on to win the election and retain the position in 2020. Uh, Rodney has been out there trying to make it rain like a drunk at the Spearmint Rhino <laughs> for 20 years in Arizona politics. Well, I'm afraid, Carl, that it's finally about to fucking storm. I'm afraid it looks like the monsoon that he's been praying for and that he's been on his hands and knees every day for the last 20 years trying to usher in might finally be here. So you're saying that he's finally found the hooker with a heart of gold who's going to take him home. I'm fine. I am saying that yes, and that hooker's name is Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That, he, that looks right. He finally waited out the American political scene to the point where it was so debased. It was so painfully, morosely awful. So just seeped in white su supremacy and despair that he actually now can win an election. On the back of stuff that I think is, is so transparent to right-thinking people, but is you know appealing to to some others which leads me to my next little uh thing i have to mention about rodney uh, i call it it's a major award <laughs> the rodney glassman corollary of award name prestige uh and this is this is a corollary that i i came up with but rodney loves awards uh -huh. and i named this corollary after him uh the rodney glassman corollary of award name prestige states the prestige of an award is inversely proportional to the length of the award's name. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you've got an Oscar, right? Right. You've got a Nobel. MacArthur. You've got a MacArthur. Uh, you've got a Purple Heart. You won a Heisman, right? right? Right, People know these things. These are not the sort of awards that That's <laughs> why. Okay. Heisman, Nobel, this, MacArthur. These are some of the many awards that Rodney Glassman will never win. This reminds me of The Simpsons, the... Uh, Montgomery Burns first annual award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. <laughs> That's a, an illustration of the Rodney Glass, Glassman uh, corollary. I like. We prestige. now have a new rule. We have a new internet rule. Rodney Glassman corollary. That's great. Of award name prestige. This is and and, and oftentimes, I think it, it, being being charitable to Rodney, I think that some of this is just. Uh, uh, through the, through the haze of memory, he's not getting the name of these awards right. But I think he's also, even though he says these incredibly long award names, he's not really getting to the real actual name of the award. So this is the award that Rodney says he's won. The National Outstanding Research Presentation Award from the American Association of Agricultural Engineers. I mean, no part of that sounds real. That sounds as authentic as his doctoral dissertation. Uh, it is real. Uh, he wrote this paper with Jack Elliott and James Knight, and I called James Knight, and I asked, did he do this? God, I love the fact that you do research. This is such a better show, Jeremy, when there's research. Yeah, why don't we just turn this podcast over to Carl I in know, the future? I know, I know. I've had this stuff loaded in the chamber for <laughs> a, a while. I just acted on some impulses. And so you called his co-author. A uh, former professor from the University of Arizona. Got it. He was a co-author on the paper with Jack Elliott and, and James Knight. 
his two professors. Okay. Rodney was a student at the time. Okay. So, uh, but the actual name of the award, uh, to be fair, would be the 2006 American Association of Agricultural Educators National Conference Outstanding Research Paper Presentation. They have national awards at this American Association of Agricultural Educators uh, uh, Association. Rodney won none of them. Right. Okay. Right. What Rodney did was he took a paper that he wrote in furtherance of his PhD with these professors, and they went and presented it at the national conference, which was held in Charlotte, North Carolina. And they got a participation trophy for presenting the paper. Correct. And he was carried along by Jack Elliott and James Knight, two giants in the field. If you look at uh, Jack Elliott, he's still going strong at Texas A&M. Now, did he tell you anything about Rodney? James Knight did. And I, I, I spoke with him, and he said Rodney actually did the work, and he thought it was good work. Mm, so, I'm skeptical. Yeah, I don't know. But, but he was a nice guy. And so, sounds so. bought off to me. <laughs> uh, there is a possibility. Now, let's look at this. There's a possibility that what happened was is Rodney Glassman, for once in his life, applied himself. And then all he got to show for it was a participation trophy. From a and, conference. And from a conference. That conference might have started right. the nightmare that right. has been Rodney Glassman's life. And we should track down those presenters and and make sure that they understand that we all now must suffer. And by we, her. I think you mean Carl should yeah, track right. down Carl should friends. talk to the presenters and make and, and first off, how dare they? <laughs> Rodney Glassman, some more prestigious award. And second of all, why do we now have to bear the consequences of that? James did recall uh, that Rodney, he, he recalled two things about Rodney. One, that he had a lot of money. And <laughs> well. two, that he was a decent singer. And he remembered Rodney gave him Rodney's Christmas album as a Christmas gift one year. The very album we have here with us today. Which includes such classics as uh, We Three Kings of Orient Are, The Little Drummer Boy, and Oh Holy Night. I'm so excited to see. Oh God. He gets the lyrics to Happy Christmas, War, uh, War Is Over incorrect. If you listen closely, Rodney sings the wrong lyrics to the song, which uh, is hard to do in a recording booth where you can have the lyrics in front of your face. Which is why I have to be skeptical of Professor Knight's claim that Rodney did the work and actually contributed to the paper. Because nothing in the 20 plus year history that we've known Rodney or going on 20 year history indicates to me that he's at all capable of producing anything like a decent body of work, whether it's in agriculture or singing or fucking politics. I would wager that somewhere there is some poor uh, agricultural undergrad major <laughs> that, that exchanged for like $150 an entire semester of work. That's what I was looking for when I called Jack <laughs> because I didn't know, or James Knight, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know that he was a professor right. at that time. Yeah. I thought that he was a student and the uh, third author on the paper. And I was hoping that he would give me some dirt, but it was just two professors. So Rodney says he has won an environmental achievement award from the Environmental Protection Agency. Reasonably I've, short. Uh, something I've actually heard of, the Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe not the Environmental Achievement Award. But the actual fair name of the award is, because Rodney makes it sound like the EPA came, flew in from Washington and handed him this right. uh, major award, right? Also, to be clear, this is something that I'm sure he now denies. Right, right, like, right. Vehemently. vehemently right. Ever getting anything from the EPA. Yeah. Oh, right. No, of course. No, shouldn't, it be, shouldn't, have been, he, shouldn't he have been spitting in those evil bureaucrats' faces right. if they deigned to be in the same room as him? Right. Rainwater harvesting? What's oh. that? Right? Drill, baby. Drill, drill, baby, drill. Right. The actual fair name... The only the good award. rainwater is when we pipe, pipe it directly into the fucking sewer. To frack. To frack, exactly. Yeah. Right. The Environmental Protection Agency Pacific Southwest Region 9 Environmental Achievement Award for Federal, Tribal, State, or Local Government. Because as a Tucson City Council member and vice mayor, and, and fake vice mayor, uh, he did uh, make strides that were probably already in the works that he slapped his name onto to implement some rainwater harvesting uh, incentives here in Tucson, I which I saw that. just the other day actually is one of the more underutilized programs yeah. uh, that the city of Tucson has. I remember that. So good I, job, I, Rodney. I remember, well, it, uh, easy on the good job, Rodney. But I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and th there's a military award that I believe Rodney is... Uh, 
probably blatantly lying about, but the military's record keeping... Is it called keeping, being a prosecutor? Because I'm pretty sure he's blatantly lying about that. Yeah, well, he says, and it's in a military magazine, that he prosecuted 11 courts martial. Did not. It's a very specific number. Absolutely did not. And he, he won some sort of award, and he claims it at different times, but there's like a national award that one person wins, and then there are regional sub-awards that every person in the JAG gets at one point or another to improve their morale. But my favorite Rodney Glassman story, uh, uh, award story, is more of a tragic tale, and, and it's about an award that he did not win, unfortunately. And I think this, this tells more about Rodney's character. Didn't he try to win the best syphilis 2019 award and it just didn't work out? Yes, disqualified though. Yeah. Uh, disqualified. Yeah. yeah. The one that got away, the 2014 Arizona Governor's Arts Awards. Uh, the Governor's Arts Awards are the sort of award that rich people give each other so they can feel better about crushing the spirit of our community <laughs> while they hoard all of its resources to themselves. And then they get together at a fancy dinner to reassure themselves they are truly the best kind of people. Uh, which is right up Rodney's alley. Right, right, right. He loves dinners celebrating him and other rich people. Do you remember when he turned... You probably didn't go, now that I think about it, but our 3L would have been his 2L law prom, uh, law school prom, he turned into... Our Barrister's Ball, as it's called. Uh, turned into the Rodney Glassman show. I did not go, but that doesn't surprise he, me at all. He donated something like five grand to our student bar, our, our student government, uh, and in order to put his name and be a keynote speaker at a party where all we wanted to do was eat overcooked chicken and get pissed drunk and dance. Did he give a speech? He did. He, what he did he definitely talk did. about? I don't remember. I was pissed drunk. <laughs> I was doing what I came yeah. in to do. <laughs> That is great uh, because there's nothing that Rodney loves more than a good gala and a gala where he gets to talk, MC, right. or do something. That right. that is that is his deal. But Rodney's a man of the arts. I mean, it depends on what you mean by art, like steaming piles of garbage art. A children's book author. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm skeptical. Listen, I'm skeptical of all these claims. I have read that children's book, Jiminy Jackrabbit Saves the Day, or whatever the fuck it's called. And I do not believe that he has the capability of writing any children's book, let alone one that actually is decently written as that is. No, the, any good parts about it are his wife's doing. Yes. I'm sure. uh, but he has a self-published children's book series called Jeremy Jackrabbit. Jeremy Jackrabbit. Jeremy Jackrabbit. So Rodney figures he's a shoe in for the Governor's Arts Award, right? I mean, he's an artist. Uh, he's an artist. <laughs> <laughs> he smokes camels and wears black. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the classical sense, he applies for this award because rich people are never bothered to spend time independently, like searching out for uh, suitable awards candidates. Right? right. You just you just apply. Right. You, you submit an application for these sorts of awards. Uh, that's also very appealing to Rodney. Most of these awards are things that he himself applies for. And he's got the same sort of template. I imagine Rodney's just got a Word doc in his computer. It just says award application, and he just sends these out, right? Uh, I'm doing my research for this podcast, so I find Rodney's application for the Governor's Arts oh, Award God, in 2014. I love your research. There's something strange about it, though. Uh, weird to me. These rich people want to make sure they can honor as many of their tribe as possible. So the Governor's Arts Awards are broken down into categories. Artist business, community, education individual, education organization, and just simply individual. Like, I'm a person of the arts, right? And you would think, okay, Rodney's he's an individual, and he's an artist. So surely you would have applied for one of those categories, right? Wrong. Rodney has nominated himself in the business category. Sure. Which makes sense. Right? Yeah, it's the business of Rodney Glassman. Right. It's the he, business of blowing elections. He exists less as a normal human being and more as a... He's a concept. Corporate. Yeah, he's a, he's a corporate concept. Right. But if you look at his packet, something strange happens. He includes three letters of recommendation that I believe he drafted most of himself and just said, you know, fill in the sure. rest here. Um, his three letters of recommendation that he solicited all very clearly state... I am recommending that Rodney Glassman be honored for the 2014 Governor's Arts Award individual category. Sure. I'm, I'm like, okay, well, why are his recommendations saying that he should be nominated as an individual, but yet he's in the business category? What's going on here? Uh, and then you look at the nominees in both of these categories, and the answer is obvious. The individual category has 15 nominations for the award. Uh, business category? Sneaky fuck. Business category has... Three. Yeah. I mean, here are the three. All right. BMO Harris Bank, 
General Growth Properties, a Tucson real estate developer, and Celebrate Fine Art, a for-profit Scottsdale fine art show. So what happened here, right? And this is gorgeous. Rodney submits his application for this award and sees, oh, I'm in the individual category. There are 15 other people competing against me. What's the easiest one to win? Business. I'm going to be a business. You know, nothing says pull yourself up by your bootstraps, compete on the playing field, may the best person win. You know, all those Republican, small government, conservative talking mm -hmm. points like, oh, I don't think I can win by being who I am, so I'm going to fucking put my thumb on the scale and pretend I'm somebody I'm not to try and get something I don't deserve. If that doesn't shout Ronald Reagan, I don't know what I, fucking does. If there's one thing that we have previously covered in this podcast and that is, has been made clear by Carl today, it is that Rodney Glassman is the human embodiment of path of least resistance. <laughs> Much like, I, I will say this, Rodney Glassman is, and I mean this in the strongest sense of the word, an electric personality in that he will always find the least resistant path. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Well, and, and that's, is, that, uh, is that the Rod Report? Do you, you have more stuff? I, I, I quickly will wrap this up. Just uh, we have to know um, what happened here. And, and uh, so is he would, rewarded for this? Would you like a drum roll? Yeah, well, is he rewarded for this? Guess who won? Nope, not Rodney. BMO Harris Bank, whose only qualification for the art award is that they- Is there not Rodney Glassman? <laughs> and they donate enough money to the arts to get a tax break. They win the award over the arguably more qualified, well, probably more qualified Celebrate Art, and an arguably better qualified Rodney Glassman. I honestly think he was robbed here. He creates a book. I still, I still know, have to tussle effective. with your use of the word "creates." I don't think I think Rodney creates bowel movements, and that's about it. I think Rodney takes credit for many things that others create. And again, I feel like this goes to this continuing. This is like, and we're actually. I'm going to touch on this a little bit when we get to the glass from the past, and we kind of mentioned this in our prologue. I don't know where I'm going to edit it. Not we've been. We've been reluctant to mention or make any parallels to Hitler and Nazis because Goodwin's law, but a failed artist <laughs> that's been snubbed. Watercolors, children's books. Do you see the fucking connection I, I here? Just, I feel like we're slowly piecing together the, the Mein Kampf of, of Rodney Glass. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, and the last thing I wanted to talk about, I realize I've probably gone, gone over the time. I titled it Verbal Ejaculate. And it's Ooh, that's a good title. Verbal ejaculate is what you get when you read Rodney's biography of himself. You get just this assault. Wait, where's his biography? I mean, I've seen his website. Well, it's on his website, but every time you see a product of Rodney Glassman, yeah. every time you hear something about him, it's always preceded by this verbal ejaculate of stuff. And it sounds reasonable and it sounds like real and important. But when you drill down into it, as we saw with these awards, they mean nothing. It's just sticky and white and hard to get off of a sweater. Right, exactly. So I was going to just uh, ask you to do a, a mix and match here quickly. Do we have time for me to read four blurbs about Rodney Glassman and see if you can match where they came from? Go for it. All right. Are, are the blurbs from the liner notes to Rodney Glassman's Arizona for the Holidays, a press release for Yuma Rotary Club Jeremy Jackrabbit speaker event, uh, Rodney Glassman's Everybody Wiki page, or Rodney Glassman's personal website for his Arizona Attorney General campaign. Okay. First blur. In 1997, Rodney B. Glassman was described by the Arizona Daily Star as a businessman, singer, athlete, and Eagle Scout. Add University of Arizona MBA alumnus, ice rink owner, commercial real estate agent, MPA, founder of the annual Rodney Glassman Gentleman's Roast, and philanthropist, all while just turning X years old last May. That's redacted. I'm not giving you any clues based on time. <laughs> Standing six foot seven, he claims to be the tallest Jewish singing, hockey playing Eagle Scout in America. The fact, can we? No, no. Liner notes. That uh, is funny. I did not look at the liner notes. I, 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 however, while Carl was talking, I should bring my mic closer. While Carl was talking, it did dawn on me that the CD is old enough that there are liner notes in it. So I am just now endlessly. I'm going amused. liner notes. That is correct. That's yes. the best part of the CD. Also, can we put a bookmark on this? Uh, we have to find out when the next Rodney Glassman Gentleman's Roast is and get tickets to that motherfucker. Now, now defunct. 
God damn it. Yeah. I hate COVID. <laughs> yeah. Only COVID. I hate this fake disease. disease. Only COVID <laughs> brought us out. Yeah. God if, damn it, Joe Rogan was right. If only It's all a government plot well, to keep us again, having a good time. Again, if only more people had taken ivermectin. <laughs> Uh, next blurb. During Rodney's final year of law school, he was elected to the Tucson City Council and led Tucson to become the first city in the country to require rainwater harvesting on all new commercial development and gray water plumbing in all new homes. For his success in championing sustainability initiatives, Rodney was awarded the Environmental Achievement Award and from the Environmental Protection Agency and received speaking invitations from the mayors of cities across Arizona yeah. to share his conservation methods. That's a real loose liberal use of the word lead uh i'm going wikipedia okay that is actually the yuma rotary club yuma rotary club all right so next one glassman was born and raised in fresno california oh, this is wikipedia for high school he went to lake forest academy a prep school in illinois and graduated in 96 he moved to arizona in 97 to manage his family's struggling ice rink business thanks dad he pursued undergraduate and advanced degrees at the university of arizona glassman received a jd and phd from the University of Arizona. He ran for City Council of Tucson and won with more than 60% of the vote. Glassman established the Glassman Foundation. The Glassman Foundation has teamed with several Southern Arizona groups concerning children to launch events such as an annual An Evening of Love Songs and the Glassman Foundation Youth Expo. You know that when Rodney, I don't ever want to. You know that when Rodney fucks, he calls it an evening of love songs. I don't ever want to think of the words Rodney Glassman and evening of love songs together in the same sentence ever again. You know that when Rodney's asked some poor unfortunate woman on a date, he invited her to an evening of love songs. That that takes creepiness to a whole new fucking level. Well, and and the the evening of love songs was both literal and all of the songs played were his renditions of those love songs that he uh, put on his own stereo. And, and her sobbing over <laughs> his fucking crying, just wondering where she went wrong in life. Uh, that's Wikipedia. Uh, that is correct. And you can actually find an evening of love songs on YouTube. Go check it out. I will not do that. No, thank you. Though. Or, or, or you can find of views or you can find an evening of love songs under a list of syphilis symptoms at your local doctor's office. Last one, fairly milk toast, but Rodney Glassman moved to Tucson X years ago to run his family business and study at the University of Arizona prior to graduating from the University of Arizona James E. Rogers College of Law and joining the United States Air Force JAG Reserve Corps. Rodney worked full-time while earning his undergraduate degree in agricultural worked. economics and a PhD in arid land PhD. resource <laughs> sciences. While in law school at age 29, Rodney met his future wife and was elected to the Tucson City Council. I forget what the fourth option was. Arizona Attorney General campaign website. Uh, and, yeah. and, and I think, uh, last thought here, it hasn't changed, right? I mean, those blurbs go from, you know, the year 2000 on that CD to running for Attorney General in the state of Arizona. And he still puts in there the fact that he was 29 years old in law school and he was elected to city council. I, what I really appreciate about that, as Carl already pointed out, but I'd just like to re-emphasize no additional accomplishments none right Zero. just not one yeah not one um eagle scout question still making an appearance question for the group before are we, we sure he was ever an eagle scout i'm actually. doing i'm doing some work on that, actually, I that there are records on that i want to find that so, one that one i buy and i don't care who among our six callers i piss off i buy that one because what kind of a fucking asshole becomes an eagle scout like to me, that sounds that has the ring of authenticity. Mm. So y yes, I, I get what you're saying, and I'm not one to defend Eagle Scouts, but I will say this: I actually know a few. But, but I will say this: buggery is all right in Jeremy's lingo yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I do know a few people that have have been Eagle Scouts, and it does take a lot of work. Yeah, is, I know it does. And what kind of an asshole spends that much time and energy to become a fucking Eagle oh, Scout? I just can't imagine him spending that much time and energy on anything. That's true. Uh, well, that was a fantastic Rod report. Thank you. Uh, thank you. You, Carl. Very good. Round of, uh, round you, of applause Thank for you. Carl. Yes. That was Thank wonderful. Thank you for Yes. One of, one of the best presentations we've had. Uh, by, well, probably the best. Oh, yeah. Simply yeah. because Carl does his research and you and I argue over what time we're going to meet 20 minutes before we start recording. Yeah. Yeah.
Uh, and I think this week's uh, glass from the past glass is the past. Jeremy. Yes, it is. It is. And to tie back into a few of the illusions I've made before. Speaking of Hitler. Uh, not speaking of Hitler directly. Um, <laughs> as we... Let me see the card again. Uh, and I, I don't have to pick this up every time I talk about you it. Love this that is a card. podcast. None of you know if I'm picking it up. But I still make the effort. Because that that's... I, I want the authenticity that can only come... Uh, for me, reaching across the table and grabbing a... Also, by the way, well-preserved card and a, and a nice sleeve to make sure it maintains that mint condition. Who's the sells, who sells Rodney Glassman ice hockey cards? I have no idea. They, they, the anonymity of Amazon. Yeah. You know, well, I so I, I can actually answer that question going back to... I don't think our audience cares. All right. Anyway. Uh, so let's talk about Glass from the Past. Uh, I did a little bit of digging here. And as I was about to point out on Rodney Glassman's card, uh, and we've talked about before with the awards, major in economics, focus on business. What very few people realize is that when Henry Ford uh, first started the Ford Motor Company, uh, for the very for the first about decade of uh, Ford's existence and making the Model T and eventually the Model A and all of those, Ford actually was a while not an ally to labor, and we'll get into that in a second, was an ally to workers. He had the highest what? starting wage uh, of any entrepreneur in America. He was the first entrepreneur to demand a five-day work week. He was the first entrepreneur to demand uh, that, or not demand, but to implement a profit-sharing scheme among his employees that had been in more than six months. They could buy... Except for the, the ones company. named Rosenberg. Hold on. So... That was the start of the Ford Motor Company. Then sometime, and the records on this are a little clear, unclear, sometime around the mid-20s, around 24, 25, it's not quite clear, he hires an assistant uh, vice president by the name of Rodney Glassman. And from then on out... Um, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> he becomes the, the industrialist that we know and love... <laughs> Uh, that funded the Nazis, uh, that broke unions, literally broke the backs of unions. Uh, and in fact, I would like to point out, I'm not saying that Rodney Glassman terrorized and personally beat up several union people, but six foot seven, 240 pounds. Enforcer. It's a good got, union he's breaker. He's an enforcer. You yeah. got to ask why he was brought in. So um, anyway, so yes, uh, after Rodney Glassman gets appointed to the company, uh, the the politics drastically change within the Ford Motor Company. Their aims uh, drastically change. Um, up until uh, about uh, sometime uh, during the Great Depression, again, it's it's not quite clear, uh, when, like every other job, Rodney Glassman gets unceremoniously <laughs> fired. Uh, and with the exception of the digging that I've been done, like every other job, completely scrubbed from the record <laughs> books. So uh, Rodney Glassman... I'm not saying he's a Nazi, but what I'm saying is that he came along around the same time Nazis came along into American uh, economics and business. Rodney Glassman, we're not saying he's a Nazi. We're not. We're not. I, I never want to make it. Does he agree with their views? Obviously. Was he there in pivotal human history moments when they rose to power? Quite likely. Is he an actual Nazi? Probably. But you will never hear me say that Rodney Glassman. One thing we are is, absolutely not saying is that his Rodney Glassman is a Nazi. Right. Right. I just want to make that clear. Right. Nowhere on this podcast will you hear us say that, Rodney. Glassman is a Nazi. Is not something we say around here. Oh, that was a great. Uh, that you. was a great class in the past. Thank you. Um, Excellent. Well, I believe that wraps up now our sixth sixth episode. episode. Yeah, it'll only take us what five months to get it on the internet, give or take. We'll see. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, it's, uh, any parting words before I shut this thing down? Thank you to Carl San Martino, Tucson's premier bird lawyer, and our first guest host, Birdlock. Come see me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we hope you have fun. The near and the dear ones. The old and the young Have a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year Let's hope it's a good one We 
without any fear And so this is Christmas The weak and the strong The rich and the poor ones The road is so long And so happy Christmas For black and for white For the yellow and red ones Let's stop all the fight Come on, have a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year Let's hope it's a good one Without any Christmas And what have we done Another year older And a new one just begun And so happy Christmas We hope you have fun 